cleanse me, spirit, soul, and body. Make me whole. In the name of Jesus, make me whole. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. Wash me clean with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ from all uncleanness, all filth, defilement of spirit, soul, and body. Unwholesome covenants, contracts that we may have entered into, even by virtue of what we saw. Job said that I will not, I have made a, a covenant with my eyes that I look not at a woman or a virgin lastfully. There are times that our our eyes, it might not be a, the physical act of it, but the mindset, a thinking, an imagination, or a looking. We are just telling God and Father, search me through and through, search us through and through, and see if there be any unclean way in us, any evil way in us, any sin, any dent, any stain, any spot, in our garment of purity and holiness and righteousness before you, even in the very fabric of our spiritual lives, and Lord, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we acknowledge, oh God, our weaknesses before you, wash us clean, purify us by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, for your word says that if we say we have no sin, we are liars and the truth is not in us therefore oh god therefore oh god by your word we lay ourselves naked before you we unveil our heart before you our spirit before you our soul before you search us oh god and cleanse us purify us spirit soul and body from all uncleanness in the name of jesus christ lord i ask that you cleanse me cleanse me purify me spirit soul and body from all uncleanness every impurity in the name of jesus Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh God, I pray that you set me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, that any way in which I have defiled my spirit, soul, or body, unknowingly, unknowingly, Lord, you wash me clean, make me whole, wash me clean, make me whole, wash me clean, make me whole, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, forgive me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Take away from me every iniquity and transgression, even by the blood of the Lord Jesus. And restore me, O oh God, to your righteousness. In the name of Jesus Christ, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. In the name of Jesus, and show me mercy, Lord. Mercy and grace, multiply grace unto me as I humble myself before you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, cleanse my hands, purify my heart. In the name of Jesus, thank you for cleansing, thank you for purification by the blood of the Lord Jesus. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God of God, Bible says that humble yourself before the Lord. And he will lift you up. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, the same Bible says that in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. In all our ways, we should acknowledge him. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, We should acknowledge God in all our ways so that he will direct our path. Today we are praying that Father, in today's meeting, we acknowledge you, we humble ourselves before you, we humble our spirit, our souls, our bodies before you, we surrender all that we are, everything that we have, we put it down, we cast our crowns, our glories, our achievements at your feet tonight in the name of Jesus. 
and we are asking that Lord, Lord, in the name of Jesus, as we cast all that we are, all that we have, at your feet this evening, Lord, oh God, we pray that every authority that you have will fight for us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That even as we pray, your authority and your power over our lives will fight and contend on our behalf in the name of Jesus. As we sub submit to you and resist the enemy, may they flee before our face in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we die, as we, we, we order our steps, as we submit all our ways before you oh god we ask that you order our steps speak to us minister to our spirits our souls in the name of the lord jesus transform us in the name of the lord jesus and grant us an encounter with your glory you want to unmute and pray grant us an encounter with your glory in the name of the lord jesus let us not live here the same oh god let me not live here the same oh god in the name of the lord jesus christ enlighten the eyes of my understanding that, oh God, my spirit man will add on to matter tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Grant me spiritual weight. Let that Molekro ivadia tai bika pala doas keme neko vrandi malekomro ifalate neke niata rebe shekepe Holy Spirit have your way Holy Spirit have your way Holy Spirit have your way Minister to us Minister to me In the name of the Lord Jesus Let the ministration of your word Bring light Bring power Bring glory Bring strength In the name of Jesus Christ Transformation In the name of Jesus Liberation In the name of Jesus Empowerment in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Give you praise. In the name of Jesus. You want to say a quick prayer for yourself. Hallelujah. That Father, let tonight's encounter like Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration bring me a total transformation. Transformation in my heart, transformation to my mind, my knowledge, the way I understood the things of the world of the word pertaining to fasting. Let it bring a total change to my heart, to my mind. Let today's encounter propel me to higher height, cause me, my spirit, my soul to be transfigured and my flesh to be conformed to your will, to your power and the demands of your will and the demands of your spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me not live here the same. Let me not live here the same. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I refuse hey, to attend this meeting, to be present or to listen to this podcast and remain the same. I refuse to be a mere listener and not a doer. I refuse to encounter your grace and not be changed because as I behold, as I hear, I must be transformed as I must become in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let your word be mixed with faith within me that it may profit me in the name of Jesus. That the ministration of your word tonight, Lord, will bring me change. 
will bring me transformation, uh, permanent, uh, tangible, uh, total transformation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. upon us afresh and throw the weight of your glory upon us in the name of Jesus we thank you we bless you amen people of God if you are online you can hear me don't type a faith-filled and believing amen to the glory of God amen even as you are listening to this podcast you want to just type an amen hallelujah hallelujah God bless you for being involved, for being present in today's teaching session. Amen. In the course of the teaching, as and when the Spirit of God ministers anything, by word of knowledge, word of wisdom, or the prophetic, I trust God for grace to minister to us. Amen. Amen. Please feel free to share the podcast and kindly follow us if you have not followed us. Please follow us if you have not followed us and kindly share the podcast on your statuses and on other platforms, on groups, or yes, on, on groups and other places. Amen. Hallelujah. So today. Today is the second session of our series on fasting or true fasting, biblical fasting. The first episode in the series that we looked at, we looked at fasting, the basics. So, in that episode, we, we were introduced to the basics of what it meant or what it means to fast and we are saying that it is because we are getting ready to embark on a journey of fruitfulness a fast that must speak for us a fast that must yield results to us by all means amen and in that previous episode Please, are you there? Some of us, we are connected, but we don't like the show. We are not responding, not typing anything. In the 
in our previous episodes, we said that Jesus commanded us to fast. He ordained a fast for the church before he left the face of the earth by certain utterances he made implicitly were implicitly those statements were his expectations to us or of us to fast amen and we define fasting that is that is in Matthew chapter 6 verse 16 to 18 when he was teaching about giving praying and then fasting in the Matthew chapter 6 and we define fasting to be the total or partial abstinence usually from food and or water or something desired deliberately for deliberately for an apportioned period of time and we said that it is the shutting of the flesh in order to let loose or to fully let loose the spirit and we said that it is the removal of abstinence from that which strengthens any part of our lives in the natural realm and we said that fasting per my estimate is the second most neglected Christian discipline or spiritual practice next to meditation hallelujah and we said that even though as contemporary Christians we like to praise more worship and give of our substance and devotedly study the Bible but it is required that we also fast and pray and as well meditate amen and we said that fasting in broad terms or categories could be personal or congregational and within these two broad headings we have all the other types of fasting that we looked at the absolute fast the water fast and the partial fast and then we we dealt with what these three types of fasting were and we looked at even the example of moses and elijah and how that their fast they fasted all right but it was in the supernatural their fast was based on a supernatural encounter or atmosphere which not many people can fast or can do amen hallelujah we said that jesus is the only one who truly fasted for 40 days and 40 nights hallelujah hallelujah but because of time because of time please i will not be able to brush through all the um, highlights of the previous episode so if you missed that you are now joining this meeting or you are now listening to this episode and you want to get the foundations where we started from before arriving here you would want to listen to the previous episode amen that is episode 29 a and B. Amen. We also said that fasting has served as a tool for the revival of the spirit and a revived spiritual life. And fasting adds weight to our prayers. We looked at the example of Daniel and Esther. Hallelujah. 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 
So today's episode, we are looking at fasting, the principles. We are trusting God. We are trusting the Almighty God, our Father, our Lord, to take us deeper into the principles that which must be the the pillars and foundations, the the keys, and then the guiding rods to our fast. When we fast, what are the principles or those rules, those keys that the biblically laid down precept that by all means we must follow in the process? Our next episode shall be on the process, fasting, the process. But you're looking at fasting, the principle. The process must be based on the principle. The principle, in essence, forms the foundation for the process and, and based on the process, we derive the advantages or the benefits or the blessings that are tied to the process because we duly observed the principles. Amen. That is why you want to be attentive. You want to be very attentive to today's teaching. You don't want to miss. You want to make notes. You want to open up your spirit. You want to open up your soul. You want to yearn and desire and be hungry for an encounter. You want to trust the Holy Spirit. To grant you an encounter. Encounters are not necessarily always about heavenly beings. When we are talking about encounters in the realms of the spirit, an encounter could be with light. Light could be the unveiling of another a dimension of revelatory knowledge or insight or mystery of the word of God to you. That could be an encounter. It could just hit you all of a sudden. And then you know that something has changed. Something has touched your life. Something tangible has located you. And a certain aspect of your life has been what? Unlocked. And a certain well within your spirit. A certain well within your spirit. A certain well within your spirit has been unblocked. Hallelujah. Because Bible says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Bible says out of our bellies, out of our bellies. When Bible was, when, when the Bible was speaking of this, or when Jesus was making this statement, he was making it emphatically to his disciples. It is not a preserve to only men of God or to priests or to bishops or to evangelists or, 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 or deliverance ministers. It is, a, it, is, it is supposed to be an experience that all believers are to walk in hallelujah and bible says that this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting people are carrying prophetic words on their lives on their heads and they are still they are wondering why these words are not coming to pass it is not always beloved it is not always that the the, the lack of fulfillment or manifestation of the prophetic word that you are you are carrying on your life or that has been proclaimed to you by God through his vessels lacks fulfillment as a result of the men of God. It is, not God it, it is not because God is a liar. Sometimes you need the heat of fasting to push certain things through, to stir certain things up so that you can break certain yokes of iniquity that are hindering, that are hindering the manifestation of your breakthrough and your prophetic word. Hallelujah. And that is what many of our many people in our generation fail are failing to acknowledge and to understand. Many of us are chasing after miracles, after prophetic words. Many of us are chasing after deliverances. But do you know that even the teaching, the studying of the word of God, the ministration of the word of God alone is deliverance? It brings deliverance. 
Bible says that sanctify them by your word, for your word is truth. The word of God cleanses. The word of God deliver, delivers. So even as, as we are learning of the accurate word of God right now, if only we open up our spirit, we, we open up our souls, the word of God through our spirit can begin to make certain things, anything, in fact, in, in fact, it is possible because wherever the word of God is proclaimed, with the spirit of God, his power or his authority is there to back and to honor his word. So demons can begin leaving your body just at the listening to or the ministration of this word. Tormenting spirits in your mind can begin to give way. They begin to leave because the word of God, the undiluted word of God, accompanied by the presence and the power of God is being ministered. So therefore, deliverance begins to take place. That is why in Luke chapter 5, Bible says once upon a time, Jesus was ministering. And as he was ministering, the power of God was present to heal them all. Many people heard. But not everybody was touched. I repeated in our previous episode that at, at the ministration of the word of God, there are many that hear, many that listen, but not everybody is touched. And it is not the hearing per se that affects the change that we desire. It is the touching that brings the change that we desire. That is why we must open our spirits up for a, an encounter with the Spirit of God. When we encounter genuine platforms like this and the Spirit of God like this and the presence and the power of God like this, we must be hungry and desperate for a touch and an encounter. Just like with, like, just like the, issue, the woman with the issue of blood. She said within her heart, Bible says that she said within her heart, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, Jesus was not willing at that time to, 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 to let go, to dispense power, to heal her. Because we understand that even Jesus realized only later on, he only realized later on that power of virtue had left him. But somebody with aggression and desperation was able to what, take that which belonged to her. That is why in Matthew 11 verse 12, Bible says that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violent. It has suffered violent. The violent of faith. And the violent what? Take it by force. Violent men, violent women, violent sons of Zion, violent daughters of Zion, like you and I, must take and possess our blessings by faith and by holiness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray that at the end of today's encounter, that people will be liberated in the name of Jesus. May somebody receive a touch of the Spirit in the name of Jesus, that your understanding will be transformed, that your understanding pertaining to fasting and some of the mysteries of God will be transformed in the name of the Lord Jesus, that a new dimension of illumination will, be, will, will hit your spirit and bring liberation and total conformity, absolute conformity to the will of God in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Bible says the entrance of your word, it giveth light. Not just any word. The undiluted word of God. It giveth light. And Bible says it brings or it imparts understanding to the simple. So I pray that may God give you understanding. Today, may you grow another level in understanding in the name of Jesus. May the spirit of God touch your heart, touch your mind in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Please follow us if you have not followed us. If you have not followed the page, 
I entreat you to follow us. Amen. So that anytime we come online, anytime we come online, you can get a notification. Amen. Amen. So shortly we are going to the word of God. But before we get into the word, I want us to take this confession. Hallelujah. I want you to remember that. I want you to remember. Okay. People of God, that I need your ears, but God needs your, your heart. As I get into today's word, I need your ears, but God needs your heart. God needs your heart. Amen. So I want us to make this quick proclamation. I want you to tell yourself that today, I am climbing higher to see better. You can type it or proclaim it boldly. As you listen, amen. Tell yourself that tonight you are climbing higher to see better. Tell yourself that you are going to be bigger, you are going to be stronger, you are going to be weightier, you are going to be wiser, you are going to be brighter and more powerful after to today's meeting in the name of Jesus. Say to yourself that your life will never be the same in the name of Jesus. I tell myself that, Father. Tonight and today, I am climbing higher on the mountain of revelation and encounter in the name of Jesus. I tell myself that I am going to be bigger even after today's proclamation, today's teaching in the name of Jesus. I am going to be stronger. I am going to be weightier. I am going to be wiser. I am going to be brighter and powerful after today's meeting in the name of the Lord Jesus. And my life, my life shall never be the same in the name of Jesus. My life shall never be the same. My life shall never be the same. Amen. Hallelujah. And I will pray until Jesus is in me. Marfo Benjamin, God bless you for joining us. You are humbly welcome. My dear Ella, God bless you for joining us. Cassandra, dear. It's an honor to have you too. Amen. Eduben, God bless you. God bless you. My very wonderful partner winning, God bless you. God bless you, global icon. Our dangote to come in some days. Amen. Minister Eben, my beloved son, God bless you. It's an honor to have you. Steph, you are humbly welcome. Amen. Amen. Alright, so we get into today's word. We get into today's word. So we are looking at fasting, the principles. Hallelujah. Before we, we start looking at the seven principles that the Holy Spirit gave me, I want to make some emphatic statements about truths that have been established in the word of God concerning fasting. Amen. I want to, I want to say that first of all, we don't fast to cast out demons. Somebody help us with this scripture. Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. Verse 20 and 21. The 20 will help us understand and appreciate the 21 very well. And please follow us if you haven't followed the podcast. Amen. So that anytime we come online, you can get a notification. Whether it is prayer, teaching, or pro the prophetic ministration of the Spirit. Amen. 
We don't fast to cast out demons. We fast to get closer to God. So anytime we are fasting or you are fasting as a believer, your sole aim should not be to cast demons or to cast out demons per se, but to get closer to God. In our quest to get closer to God, we add on to spiritual matter. Our spirit men grow. Your spirit grows. Your spirit gains dominance over the flesh. And in the process, the things that are of the flesh are subdued automatically. And you don't even have to what, struggle. You don't have to struggle to deal with the flesh. You don't have to struggle to deal with the flesh. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Because of your little faith, Jesus says, For truly I say to you, if you have faith, like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. For you, Beloved, I want to tell us that. I want to bring us to the consciousness that this is possible for every believer. Not for some prophets, not for some apostles, not for some teachers, some pastors, some evangelists. No. That is why today many of us are being tossed to and fro. Men of God are, 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 are feeding on the ignorance of the children of God. Things that you can do for yourself, you can get for yourself through fasting and prayer. Men of God are thriving on our ignorance, even false prophets and so on. Because we fail to, to apply the principles of God's word. Verse 21 says that, But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. But this kind go out does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And here's what I want to clarify about this, this, this verse. I want to clarify that Jesus is not saying that if you want to cast out demons, you fast and pray. He is saying that the faith needed for such exploits comes only through fasting and prayer. Amen. God bless you. Um, Compact L. I don't know where you're connecting from. I suppose you're connecting from France or something. But we are glad to have you on board. Amen. God bless you. So Jesus is saying that it is the faith needed to cast out these demons that we fast for. That we pray for. Hallelujah. 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 So we don't fast so that we can get, we can, we can do great miracles. We fast for intimacy with God. Hallelujah. And if we are close to God, many of the things or the great abilities that you desire, they automatically become operational in your life as a Christian. Hallelujah. That is why he said that these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons or devils. They will do this, they will do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we said that fasting means denying our bodies of its of, of some of its usual provisions or nourishment. Hallelujah. In our previous teaching session, 
This is how we defined it. We said fasting is a total or partial abstinence, usually from food and or water, and or water or something desired for a delib for, for, for a deliberately apportioned period of time. Sometimes fasting will require that you stay away from sex. Yes. When a couple have agreed to embark on humbling themselves, their souls, and seek the face of God concerning a matter, they may for a moment deny themselves of many things, including even physical intimacy. Hallelujah. Yes. Ginosko, talking about experiential knowledge, intimate knowledge, knowledge born out of exp experience, not much learning. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So fasting was implicitly ordained by Jesus for the church. Fasting was implicitly ordained by Jesus for the church. Now we are going deeper into this teaching, so you want to be very attentive. Amen. So that you don't miss out on any insight or revelation. Hallelujah. Fasting has been implicitly ordained by Jesus for the church. Please take note of what I'm saying. Amen. We shall get into that scripture very, very soon. Now, fasting has been described in many different ways in the Bible. In the book of Psalms 35, the Bible describes it as affliction of the soul. I think Psalm 35 verse 13, somebody can help us with that. Bible describes it as affliction of the soul. And we will later come to realize why the Bible describes it as such as we get into the principles. The Bible also describes it as the subduing, the humbling or the humiliation of the soul or the body. Amen. And actually the word used or the word used for affliction of the soul is, is the same word that means or that is used to describe what a man does to a woman when he rapes her. Interestingly, interestingly, when a, a lady or a woman is raped, that person, please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. Don't forget to keep liking the show. Let us like it up as often as possible. Amen. And in case you don't, it's, you are not used to it, it's your first time. As you listen, there is a red beeping heart on the right bottom part of your screen anytime the countdown the countdown timer of eight is done counting down it becomes reddish and ready to be pressed so it, so by pressing it you like the show so once it is ready you can keep pressing it to like the show amen just to help our platform okay so the psalmist said but as for me when they were sick my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer kept returning to my bosom. I humbled my soul with fasting. Fasting is called the humbling of the soul, and even the humbling of the flesh, because until the flesh and the soul are humbled, we are automatically in pride. We are automatically in pride. And Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace or he gives more grace to the humble. So it is in fasting, we humble the flesh, we humble the soul. And that means that 
in, the, in that act of humility, grace is imparted. That is what makes our prayers weighty and effective. In fact, more effective. So when you pray while fasting, you realize that the returns or the results of such prayers are quick and more effective than prayers offered alone without fasting. We have a lot of examples in the Bible. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 2 verse 20. Mark chapter 2 verse 20 and then Luke chapter 5 verse 35. questioned Jesus and Jesus' disciples and they said that why is it that as for John and his disciples fast but as for you even the Pharisees were part they asked Jesus why do you he says why do we and our, our disciples fast very often but as for you and your disciples you don't fast. In fact, your disciples especially don't fast. Jesus replied to them and said that fasting, which is a sign of mourning, would be inconsistent with the joy which should characterize those who know that the Messiah has finally come and is now with them. But he assures them, and he says that the time will come, however, when he will be taken away, and then his disciples will mourn. That means that they will fast. Hallelujah. 
So that was Jesus ex making clear his intentions and expectations for the disciples of his days and then a church that was yet to be born to embrace a lifestyle of fasting. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to look at some examples of fasting in the Bible. Let's look at some examples before we get into the principles. Some examples. Fasting among the Israelites was either a partial or a total fast, depending on the length of the fast. Hallelujah. When Daniel mourned three full weeks, Bible says that he ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in his mouth. Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 10, verse 2 and 3. You can find that there. And then the fast even on the day of atonement was from even to even. Leviticus 23, verse 32. Hallelujah. The fast of Moses and Elijah were 40 days. They were for 40 days and were exceptional. Because they were in a supernatural manner. Hallelujah. And we can find that in Exodus 34, verse 28. And 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 8. Amen. Emmanuel, God bless you for joining us. We hope you follow us if you have not followed us. Amen. Connect with an expectation from the Lord. Now let's look at another example. The example of Anna. All right. Thank you for helping us with the scriptures, Mr. Winning. Daniel chapter 10, verse 2 and 3. Bible says, In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. So you see how fasting goes with mourning. The word mourning is used to describe fasting so often in the Old Testament. It says, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. In Leviticus 23 verse 32 it says it shall be unto you a sabbath of rest and ye shall afflict your souls affliction of souls Psalm 35 verse 30 we realize the same phrase being used there afflicting our souls or the humbling of our souls in the ninth day of the month at even from even unto even hallelujah the other time in our previous teaching or episode we said that the Jewish calendar in the Jewish calendar their day, they, they, they count their day or order their days differently. While those of us who use the Gregorian calendar, our days usually begin at midnight, from 12 midnight till the following day, 11.59 p.m. Their day begins at sunset. So usually, their fast evening begins or takes the same pattern. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please don't forget to keep liking the show like the show if you have not liked our show and follow the podcast if the teachings are blessing you amen and if you feel the presence and power of god don't hesitate to follow the podcast so that anytime we come online or we're having a meeting you get a notification amen and anytime we publish our teachings as well you get the notification amen so we also see the example of anna in the New Testament, 
though a lot of examples were, were made, or we have a lot of examples in the Old Testament, in the New Testament as well, we have a good number of examples. The example of Anna serving God with fastings and prayers night and day. Luke chapter 2, verse 37. Somebody can help us with that scripture. And then the Pharisees also, there was the prayer, or there was one instance when two people were praying. One was a Pharisee. And Bible says that the other person, what the other person prayed and said that God, as for me, I know I am a sinner and I'm pleading for your mercy. The other person said, Lord, I am a Pharisee and I fast twice a week. So we see that even fasting was common among the Pharisees. Fasting was common even among the Pharisees. Amen. And all Jesus' teachings, however, we realize that he spoke about fasting only twice. Jesus, in all his teachings, spoke about fasting only twice, interestingly. And the first mention of fasting by Jesus was in Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18, which we looked at in our previous episode of the podcast when we started or when we introduced the, the subject matter of fasting, or biblical fasting, or true fasting. Amen. And then in that statement, he said, When ye fast, that clearly exp- expresses Jesus' implicit expectations from his church to fast. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 37. The example of Anna. The Bible says that, And she was a widow of about four score and four years, 44 years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. So we, we will come to realize later that there is such thing as a lifestyle of fasting or a fasted life. Do you know that while some Christians occasionally embark on fastings, some Christians occasionally embark on fastings for breakthroughs, for deliverance, to condition their spirits or to, to increase their faith or to catapult them to another level in their experience with God and then some for intimacy to draw closer to God, some to humble their souls for different and various purposes. There are people or believers who live a fasted life, which is a more superior pathway, one of the highways of superior Christianity, living a fasted life. That was the case of John the Baptist. Bible says that this man clothed himself with camel's hair and his food was locust and honey. He lived a fasted life. He regularly fasted. In fact, he didn't have particular days that he fasted, particular days that he didn't fast. All his life, he was daily in the presence of God and, in fact, courting the presence of God, courting the power of God and then the strength of God. Such people are men of stature. Such people are always ready to, to face any adversities in life because they don't allow adversities to push them into the presence of God. Hallelujah. They don't allow adversities to push them into the presence of God or into intimacy with God, but rather they allow adversities to come and meet them with God, already in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Don't forget to keep clicking the heart button at the right bottom part of the screen. And to follow the podcast if you have not followed us. Some of us have been dormant. We've kept our phones somewhere. You want to actively follow and not miss. Amen. 
So in this passage of Matthew chapter 6 verse 16, voluntary fasting is presupposed as a religious exercise, but Jesus warns against making it an occasion for a parade of piety. Last time we taught on it, that Matthew chapter 6 verse 16 to 18, please help us with that. He says that be careful not to, not to, not to perform your arms before men. That is how the, 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 the Pharisees behave. When they, when they pray, they love to stand in the corners of the streets and in the synagogues so that they will be seen of men. Bible Bible says that, it says, Verily, verily, the moment we pray like that, we fast like that, we give our arms like that, verily, verily, we have received our reward because we are parading our piety before men. Matthew 6, verse 16 to 18 says, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. God bless you, Minister Eli, Minister Winning. Be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Yes, people deliberately put on a certain countenance. Then they put some towels, they put some towels, you know, around their shoulders. And then, you know, they have a way of carrying themselves about so that you, you, you see this look on their faces and you realize that, yeah, this is a spiritual man or a spiritual woman, a papa, a mama, you know. But Bible says that we should not put or we should not parade our pay, our piety before men whenever we are embarking on a fast. It is one of the principles. We have not started looking at the principles in, in, in depth yet. We shall get there. Amen. It says that for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men that they may. So it is, what, it, it is with the intention to appear to men to fast. So that people know that they fast. They are not like the other people. They are not like the other Christians who are gluttonous. Going about eating and drinking. It says, verily, verily, I say to you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in, in secret. And thy father which is yet in secret shall reward thee openly. Amen. So secret prayer, open rewards. Secret fastings, open rewards. Hallelujah. So sometimes we wonder how some people are excelling in life. How that the world is so, is becoming unbearable by every day. And we are, we are not in normal times. Day after day, things become more challenging. And yet some people are thriving. It's because they have a secret or certain mysteries they are working behind the scenes that we do not know. Or we haven't yet apprehended and so what God is rewarding them openly before us before our very eyes Bible says that in in Matthew chapter 6 verse 16 to 18 the important thing there is the purity and honesty of intention hallelujah so fasting should be should be to God and not to impress men hallelujah so Jesus approves of fasting if it is an expression of inner contrition and devotion. That is the kind of fast that the Bible approves of. We will later come to Isaiah 58 and we will see some of the principles from there. Hallelujah. The lesson or the teaching is going to get really interesting if you are to follow and to keep liking the show and to enjoy and to make notes and to be attentive and to be hungry and to be desperate. Hallelujah. I believe your spirit will catch something tonight. Amen. Amen. I can see only one person active on the page. 
Mr. Emmanuel, God bless you. I pray for every activity on the page. May God multiply grace unto you in the name of Jesus. May God multiply grace unto you. It shows you are attentive and you are following through keenly. Pastor Francis, you are welcome. We are glad to have you. Amen. So the externalism of the Pharisees has its own reward. When we parade ourselves that way, automatically the Bible says that we have our reward. The second place or the second time Jesus now mentions fasting in his teaching is in Matthew chapter 9 verse 14 to 17, Mark 2, 18 to 22, and Luke 5 verse 33 to 39. Amen. If you can post it, that will be that will be fine. But because of time, I just want to go into the teaching or the lessons in there. Over here too, the disciples of John and of the Pharisees asked Jesus, Why do we and then the Pharisees fast oft? But you, your disciples, they don't fast. And then Jesus replies that fasting, which is a sign of mourning. We already looked at some of the words and terminologies, terminologies that are used biblically to describe the act of fasting. We said that it, 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 one of the phrases is the humbling of the soul or the afflict, afflicting of the flesh or afflicting, afflicting of the soul. And we also, we also said that another word that is used for fasting is mourning, to subdue, to humble, to humiliate the, ourselves or our, our souls. Amen. And so Jesus replied in that knowledge, at that level of insight. And he said that, he said to the Pharisees, that fasting, which is a sign of mourning, would be inconsistent with the joy which, which, which should characterize those who knew that the Messiah has finally come and is now with them. That is why he said that as long as the bridegroom is with them, there is no need for them to fast. Jesus was with them. But the moment he leaves, in order to be intimate with him, the moment Jesus left the scene and the Holy Spirit came, then they needed this time around, Jesus was not with, with, with the church bodily. Remember that we said that the, the main purpose of fasting should not be to cast out devils or for breakthroughs per se, but for intimacy so that we can get closer to God, to humble our souls. Hallelujah. That should, be, that should be the ultimate reason why we fast. The ultimate reason why you and I should fast. Amen. And then we said that in the course of humbling our souls, we become intimate with God. We become intimate with God. And that, that is because today Jesus is not on the face of the earth physically that like he was with the disciples. If you were here, as the scripture is saying, we would, there would be no need for us to fast or pray. Hallelujah. Because we then because then we have Jesus with us. We may pray to God, but there wouldn't be the need for us to fast. To have to afflict our souls. No, or to mourn. So Jesus said that those who understood this will not fast. But however, the time will come. Which times we are in, the time will come when he will be taken away and his disciples what, will mourn. They will fast. So we are mourning as disciples of Jesus. As Christians of these days, we are mourning, we are fasting. Amen. So that we can get closer to God. So that we can seek, seek the face and the 
grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So it was in this light, it was in this light that the church at Antioch fasted and prayed before sending out Paul and Barnabas as missionaries. Hallelujah. You can see that in Acts chapter 13, verse 2 and 3. Thank you for the earlier scriptures, Minister Ella and Minister Ebenezer and Minister Winning. Um, that was Matthew chapter 9, verse 14 to 15. Then came Jesus to his disciples. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast off, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. And then shall they fast. The days, he says, but the days will come. The hour cometh, and now is when the true worshippers will worship him in spirit and in truth. Our worshiping of God in spirit and in truth includes the humbling of our souls, the afflicting of our flesh. So we can get closer or become intimate with him. It is part of our reasonable worship. So we can die to self. It is in that equation of dying to self so we can become more and more alive to God. It is in that equation of surrendering to God so that we can know and taste of His power. Fasting or afflicting our souls is in that equation of dying to self so we can see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Bible says that in Acts 13 verse 2 and 3 that as they ministered to the Lord, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. You see, we said that one of the benefits of fasting is that it enhances or reinforces the powers of our prayers so we can hear accurately from God concerning any matter that we are waiting on God for. It adds weight to our prayers. It increases the sensitivity of our spirit. So if you are waiting on God concerning a matter and you are not hearing clearly, clearly from God, one of the, the, the prescriptions or the antidote that I will recommend is to embark on a fasting. Add a fasting to your waiting on God. And wait on God in fasting and prayers. Which is one of the teachings we have already had. It's, it's one of the published podcasts that we had el- earlier in this year, in the month of January. So if you want to listen to that and refresh your mind on it, you can revisit and then learn on the principles of waiting on the Lord in prayer. Amen. The Bible says that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost would now speak. The Holy Ghost speak and said, Separate me, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. They laid their hands on them. So in Paul's first missionary journey as well, elders were appointed in every church with prayer and fasting. Acts 14, 23. Then we also see the example of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, verse 30 as an interpolation. Hallelujah. However, the Bible again adds more examples of New Testament fasting in 2 Corinthians 6, 5 and 11, 20, chapter 11, verse 27, where Paul describes his sufferings for Christ. Amen. 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 So we want to now get into the principles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The first principle. Remember, we are looking at fasting, the principles. Or the principles. The principle or the principles, however you want to take them. God bless you for listening. Amen. I pray for every listener right now, listening to this podcast, that may grace, 
May grace, the grace of God, the manifold grace of God, which made the apostle Paul, who he became, that separated him in the womb of his mom to become an apostle of the Lord, that built him up. May that grace of our Lord be multiplied to you on every side and in every facet in the name of Jesus. May God grant you grace even as we embark on this journey to be consistent. Grace to desire more of God in the name of Jesus. Grace that will empower your fast to break every yoke of affliction and every bands of iniquity that have been placed on any aspect of your life and our, our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. We declare and I declare over our lives that any yoke of iniquity by the power of the Holy Ghost present and answering in this platform right now, I declare that may that yoke be broken in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is liberty. For now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. May every yoke be broken in the name of Jesus. Anybody who is troubled in the mind, troubled in the mind, troubled in the mind, I speak peace over your mind, peace over your soul, peace over your spirit, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. I speak it, let it feel, let it flood your entire being. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may the peace of God consume every want, every care that has been bombarding your soul, your mind, every now and then. Cares about your inabilities and inadequacies. Cares about your weaknesses and insufficiencies. I pray that the peace of God will fill your heart and your mind. And the grace of God will be sufficient for you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anybody suffering any stomach issue, abdominal issue, right now, as the Spirit of God is ministering to me, I speak and declare healing unto that situation in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command that pain to leave now in the name of Jesus. I speak complete healing now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive healing. I command that pain out of that body in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody, your CWA, huh? <laughs> numbers are changing. <laughs> Somebody, your CWA, an angel is manipulating some figures on your behalf. The angel of the Lord, of this commission, the angel of favor, the angel of favor, the angel of favor, the favor of God. That can remove many days and weeks of labor. Hey, I see favor at work. I see appreciation. I see numbers turning like on a lock. I see numbers turning like on a lock. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for change of levels. Father, we thank you for change of levels. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we bless you. In Jesus' name. So we look at the first principle. First principle. In our previous meeting, I forgot to share this, but I saw the Spirit of God. I saw an, something like dust. I saw 
all of us that were present in that meeting gathered in something like a room and then there was like something like gold dust gold dust that was just falling upon us and then and then the spirit of god was ministering to me how that all those of us who have been consistent and are going to be consistent in fact a few months down the line he's going to usher people into levels and realms of glory and wealth divine glory and wealth supernatural wealth that you know your no amount or years of business can catapult you into the spirit of god was ministering that to me but many a times when i'm caught up in the teaching like that i just want to flow hallelujah but we thank god that he just reminded me of that amen 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 so the first principle is a principle of consecrated commitment to god's pleasure or god's will the first principle is a principle of consecrated commitment to god's pleasure or his will i'm sharing with us seven principles of fasting as the spirit of god has shared with me or given me insight into the world seven principles of fasting a principle the first principle is the principle of consecrated commitment to God's pleasure or will. Somebody, please help us with Zechariah 7 verse 5. Zechariah 7 verse 5. This principle talks about how that we have to commit ourselves to God in fasting and prayers. As you begin a fast, whether it is personal or congregational. In our previous episode, we looked at the types of fast. So that is why this episode, we don't have that much time to get into it. Whether it is a personal fast or it is a congregational fast, Minister Ella, God bless you so much. The first principle we must observe is to commit yourself to God in your fasting and prayers. Even though God himself might have ordained you and he knows he's the one who has led you into that fast. Even in Matthew 4, as Jesus was led into the wilderness to fast 40 days and 40 nights and to be tempted of the devil. But you must commit yourself and that journey unto God. Hallelujah. We must commit ourselves and the entire journey unto God and consecrate the entire number of days. Whether it is a two days, a three days, a seven days, 14 or 21 or 40 days or any number of days of fast that the Holy Spirit is leading us to. I don't know why I keep seeing these numbers. I just keep seeing these numbers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The principle, irrespective of the number of days, irrespective of the number of days, we need to consecrate, we need to commit the act, the entire act to God in order to observe His pleasure and His will. The gift of tongues. Zechariah 7 verse 5. When the people were fasting, God spoke through the prophet and he said, Ask all the people of the land and the priests, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months for the past 70 years, was it really for me that you fasted? This is a question that some of us have had to answer in our previous fast, fast that we fasted. Sometimes we fasted because we felt, we felt moved by ourselves. Sometimes we fasted because God led us and yet in the course of the fast we did not 
observe this principle of consecrated commitment. Consecrated commitment to God's pleasure and His will. So in every fast, it is essential that we see to it that we are not just starving ourselves or going on a diet, but actually that our starvation, the hungering or the staying away from food and water or from, from water or from, from, from certain things, certain nourishments of the flesh, is not... Like Jesus said of the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 6, it's not a parade of our piety, but a sincere act to do God's pleasure and God's will. So that His will will also be perfected in our lives. Because it is possible that we fast and not fast for, for God. The version that Mr. Eben post, posted says, or puts it this way, he says that, Say to all the people of the land and to the priests, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months, these 70 years, was it actually for me that you fasted? Just imagine, you are fasting every sixth month, every seventh month. In fact, every fifth and every seventh month for 70 years. And God is asking you this question. It, it is it, it, it's such a pathetic thing to think about. Merciful. So pitiful. Hallelujah. So we need a consecration for consistency and faithfulness from beginning of the fast to the end of the fast. Amen. God bless as many as are liking the show. Amen. Don't forget to keep liking the show. If you want to still share, you can share on our, your statuses to bless people, to invite other people. Amen. You can share to platforms and to as many individuals as you are led to share. Amen. God bless us for staying with us, for listening. Please follow our podcast if you haven't followed us and be blessed. Because today is Sunday and we're going to church. I want to wrap up quickly. The second principle is the principle of honored privacy to God. The principle of honored, honored privacy to God. The principle of honored privacy to God. Because fasting essentially, according to Jesus' first mention of fasting in Matthew 6, is supposed to be observed between God and man. I wish there was an English word or the word in the English lexicon called the faster the one who is fasting or the faster and God or should I say the fasty <laughs> mercy so Jesus says that the fasting is an observation or devotion between you the one fasting and him so therefore Keep it private or honor it as such. Honor it as such. No need to put on strange faces. No need to break the news to everyone. No need to give signs or signatures or, in fact, hints by way of our speech, our actions, 
or the things that we 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 we, we even the way we carry ourselves to make people know that we are fasting. Why? Because there is a danger there. Bible says that the woman we do this, the sincerity of this discipline is lost. Remember that fasting is one of the Christian disciplines. In the previous episode, we mentioned it. Some of the Christian disciplines were mentioned there. But we want to dwell on fasting. So we we'll keep dwelling on fasting. The moment, the moment we parade the, pay, the piety of our fasting before men, Bible says that we receive our reward. And this is how Jesus puts it. He says, verily, verily, you have received your reward. Verily, 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 verily. Just as these people could fast for on the fifth and the seventh month for 70 years. And Jesus says that was your fast unto me. Can you imagine? <laughs> so this second principle of honoring the privacy, the principle, the principle of honored privacy to God also sheds much light, much light on the purity and honesty of our intention. Hallelujah. Because our fasting should be to God and not to impress men. He says that your God or the God who sees in secret shall reward you openly. Not the men that you tell your fasting to. Not the men that we we, we give hints to by way of our countenance but the God who sees in secret and knows our hearts he will reward us openly that is why it is not to impress men Jesus approves of fasting if only it's an expression of the inner contrition of the heart and the genuine devotion of the soul inner contrition of the heart and genuine devotion of the soul. So you want to be very watchful of the externalization of the Pharisees. Some of the externalizations that give away clues or hints to people that they are fasting. Jesus describes such things as the living of the Pharisees. And he says that a little living, living at the whole lamp. So you may think that Okay, I'm embarking on a 21-day fast. A little giving away of such hints could probably annul the effects and then the reward of that entire three-day fast simply because of the failure to observe some of these principles. Amen. We want to move to the third principle. The third principle is a principle of giving or sacrifice. God bless you, Minister Emmanuel. I love the consistency. You are listening. It's not prayer or prophetic. But you are so responsive. God bless you. As well as others who are equally active on the page. Amen. The principle of giving or sacrifice. Let's go to Isaiah 58, verse 7 through 10. Isaiah 58, verse 7 through 10. Principle of giving the gift of all sacrifice. I see the spirit. 
I think I just jumped one principle, but we shall look at it. The Holy Ghost sent from heaven. Sorry, my phone's battery was going low, so I had to grab my charger to power it up. God bless us. Isaiah 58 verse 7. Thank you, ministers. Winning, even, and the rest. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Follow us too if you haven't followed us. Somebody, please make my number available for those of us who want to get in touch with us so they can join the family. My number is plus two three three two six six five four five seven seven five plus two three three two six six five four five seven seven five. God bless you. Also for Francis, God bless you. It says, then you will call and the Lord will answer. Okay. Is it, hey, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? Hey, let me take this scripture. Let me take my time because the posting has become plenty. So sometimes it makes it a bit difficult to, to read. Isaiah 58, let me start from the verse 7, from the NASB version. Is it, is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless, the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own, from your own flesh? Verse 8 says, then your light will break out like the dawn and your recovery will speedily spring forth and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your record. Hallelujah. Your record. We shall look at this scripture into detail when we come to the, the benefits or the superior advantage of fasting to the believer. The King James says that, Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy, thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine hell shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward, thy re, re hey, thy, thy re reward. Uh, it looks like reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away. Amen. ISV. ISV also says, Isn't it to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him with clothing and not to raise yourself up from your own flesh and blood? Amen. Then your light will break forth and so on and so forth. So, the Bible talks about sharing or giving during fasting. In fact, this is one, one thing I practice. I used to practice right from JHS days. When I was in a junior high school, through the senior high school till now, whenever I am fasting, if I'm fasting for the whole day, whether it's a partial fast or a total fast, 
once I am fasting for the entire day, I estimate the amount the amount of money that I would have probably spent that day. And if the journey is for 21 days, I multiply it by the number of days that I fasted and prayed and saw the face of God. And then, either I give the money out daily or bless somebody with the money daily or after the entire fast, I put the entire monies together and then look for um, a charity home nearby or a widow or an orphan. I mean, genuinely. Because there are people who pose to be widows or orphans that are not. And you don't want to, uh, to be misled so that you miss out on the blessings of God. Because this is a very important, important um, key or spiritual ritual. It's a very important ritual. Even the, the, the dark kingdom observe it. They observe it. Sometimes you know that when people are going for what we call blood money, they are asked to go and do, or, or they are going to, they are asked to go and do some charity acts or give arms, some form of charity works. Sometimes they are asked to buy toffees or monies or some clothes and give them out to children on the street, or go to orphanage homes and make donations. So even the kingdom of darkness understand. They understand these principles. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. Don't forget to keep liking the show. So the kingdom of darkness, even they understand this principle. And the reason they know it is because they copied from the kingdom of light. In which we are. And yet many of us don't practice. So in fasting, we are supposed to give even the more. When you are fasting to enhance your fasting and then to 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 in fact facilitate the mercies of God so that God's ears will be sharp God's ears will be moved and more inclined to your prayers it is not as if God doesn't hear us whenever we pray he does God hears us whenever we pray but there are things that moves God in a swift manner And those things are things that are done in, in inconvenience. They are called sacrifices. You can, you can see an example in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 27. 1 Kings 3, 27. And in the realm of the spirit, some principles are no respecter of any kingdom. Any person, in irrespective of the kingdom that they are, once they align themselves, they meet the demands. The weights and the balances in the realms of the spirit will work in favor in favor of them. The moment they meet the demands in that realm, because those principles have been set into motion by the creator of the heavens and the earth, and he has made those principles a gen- in a generic way. He has crafted them in a generic way so that they work and they answer to everybody, whether they are believers or unbelievers. Giving will answer to anybody, whether you are a believer in Christ Jesus or you are an unbeliever in Christ Jesus. Sacrifices will answer to you, whether you are a believer in Christ Jesus or you are not a believer in Christ Jesus. Because the principle is no respecter of persons. It is just like the giver of the principles, God himself, who is no respecter of persons. So the principle of giving or sacrifice 
is one of the most important keys while fasting. Sometimes it could be maybe you don't have money, you could give your time. It's not only our substance, you could give your time in service, in doing an honorable task, maybe in the house of God, to charity work. You could go to a charity home, a hospital, and volunteer to do something. It is also an act of giving your time, your strength, your energy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bamiesi and the rest who just joined us. God bless you. God bless you. We are glad to have you. Bamiesi and Obeying Ernest. Please follow the podcast. Please follow us if you haven't followed us. So that you can be blessed by more of our ministrations. Amen. Global icon, please. Are you expecting any release of any monies this 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 month? I, I mean, like one one to two weeks ahead of us. Are you expecting any release of any monies? Has anybody made any commitment to you? Because money is exchanging hands in your favor. Yes, I see a hand that is stretched towards you and money exchanging hands in the name of the Lord Jesus. We call it done in Jesus' name. May the angel of the Lord facilitate this process and cause a speedy performance, a speedy performance, a speedy performance, whatever that money is for, whether it is to bless your life or whether the money. That money being released to you, that money that the Spirit of God just revealed to me, being handed to you, whether it is to bless you or for business purposes, whatsoever it is, may God cause a speedy release in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It is done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's move to the, the fourth principle. Is it the fourth? Yes. The one I jumped before we move to the third. Anyway, I just felt, I just felt, I feel led to pray this prayer to all of us listening right now. Just as the Spirit of God showed um, the monies or the release of the monies to Global Icon. I use him as a point of contact and that grace that has been made available to us here right now that anybody expecting the releases of any monies and by extension, any documents, any monies or any documents, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that may the power of the Holy Ghost, may the power of the Holy Ghost cause a speedy release in the name of Jesus, a speedy release of those monies from wherever they are coming from. In the name of the Lord Jesus, receive your monies now in the name of Jesus. We cancel disappointments. We cancel disappointment. We cancel disappointment. We cancel disappointment. The Bible says that, but upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. And the people of God, the people of Israel, shall possess their possessions. Upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. And again, the Bible says, there shall be holiness. And the people of God shall possess their possessions. I pray that any possession of yours, monies, documents, any promises that are that, that that any promise words that have been given unto you 
that you are expecting their fulfillment in the name of Jesus. According to Obadiah 1 17 and Proverbs 23 verse 18, I declare, I declare upon your life and upon that situation and into your life that may those expectations be met right now in the name of Jesus. I speak a speedy release, a speedy release, a speedy release of every blessing in the name of Jesus. No expectation shall be cut off in the name of Jesus. For surely there is an end and our expectation shall not be cut off. For surely there is an end. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The, the fourth principle is a pray the, the principle of prayer and confession. The principle of prayer and confession and personal sanctification. The principle of prayer confession and personal sanctification whenever we are embarking on a fast please somebody help us with first Samuel chapter 7 verse 6 and Isaiah 58 verse 9 Isaiah 58 verse 9 and first Samuel 7 verse 6 whenever we are embarking on a personal fast or a congregational fast it is good that we observe Prayers. We make prayers because we are not starving ourselves. Prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of praise, prayers of intimacy, supplications, and so on. And we also confess wherever we have missed the mark, acknowledge your faults so that every unclean thing, unclean way in your path or in your life will be eroded, will be done away with that God will reposition you right with Him to make your fasting effective. Hallelujah. Because Bible says that in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold, but they are also vessels of wood and, and clay and earth. But anyone who purges himself, that is one place that many Christians are missing it today. We are chasing for miracles everywhere, breakthroughs, prophetic words, but we are not purging ourselves. We forget that the word of God is the greatest and most potent tool of the believer. We don't want teachings. We don't want teachings. But you know one thing I want to tell, tell us? The devil know, even the demons know, that they dare not touch any child of God in whom the word of God is dwelling richly. Because Christians who, who, who have been taught, Christians who understand the precepts of the word, Christians who have access to the mysteries of the word. Christians whose spirits are built up and enlightened by the word. Bible says that the entrance of your word, it giveth light and it giveth understanding to the simple. Because in thy light shall we see light. Bible, such, Bible says that such people, they are formidable weapons in the hands of God. The devil dares not touch them because they carry weight in the spirit. A Christian who knows the word, who understands the word, who has eaten the word, is a dangerous Christian. When the devil came against Jesus, Jesus did not say, I prophesy to you. He said that it is written. It is written. It is written. Then a time came, Bible says, then Satan liveth him. Satan liveth him. The devil left him. Because of it is written, not I prophesy unto you. The devil doesn't fear those things. What he fears 
is a believer who has the word of God in him, a believer living holy, and a believer who carries the presence of God. The presence of God. They dare not. Such a man was Job. Such a man was Job. If you read the book of Job chapter 1, the Bible says that in the land of Uz there lived a man who was upright, unblameable, and this and that and that and that. The testimony of God or the Bible concerning Job was marvelous. I just wish all believers could be described like that. Such an introduction. Can someone help us with that? that, that? Is it Job chapter 1 verse 1? Franklin Arthur, God bless you for joining us. We hope you stay. We are breaking bread. Amen. So we are looking at the principle of prayer, confession, and personal sanctification. Then Satan liveth him. A Bible teaching Christian or teaching church is a church where you cannot lead anybody astray. You cannot come and tell your mind, I prophesy, I see this, I see that, and go your way. No. The people will call you to order. They will, they will make you understand that this thing is, is not in accordance with the will of God. It is impossible. Because Bible makes us understand that we have been redeemed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his, his marvelous son, the kingdom of light. And he has put under us all things, including the power of, of, of the devil. So people are people who are taught, people who understand the word of God, people who are matured in the word of God, fear no such things. They cannot be tossed to and fro by any wave of doctrine because they are grounded and rooted, Apostle Paul says. So they cannot be tossed to and fro. According to Ephesians chapter 4, it says, Henceforth be, no, be not babes, tossed to and fro by every wave of doctrine. Sometimes you go to some place, some churches, some platforms, you hear that what is being taught there. There, is a, there are question marks, but because of itchy ears, we want to stay. But the Bible says that the surest word of prophecy is the word of God. And we thank God that even though it's a teaching session, the Spirit of God is able to locate people and occasionally minister to them. Is it not beautiful? Is it not beautiful? Please follow our podcast. Follow the platform if you haven't followed us. Please follow us. So that anytime we come online, you can get a notification. Amen. How many of us are enjoying the presence of God? The Bible says that in thy presence there is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. There are pleasures forevermore. So as we even enjoy the presence of God while listening to the teachings, there, anywhere your joy has been tempered with, your peace has been tempered with, then the Holy Spirit begins to work, to redeem, to restore. He brings back, He patches up all those places in your life where your joy has been tempered with. So the joy is restored so that you have fullness in your relationship. The troubles you've been having, consistent issues with your relationships. Fullness of joy. And it says pleasures forevermore pleasures forevermore you see even in the old testament david understood this when he said that i have set the lord always before me because it's at my right hand i shall not be moved what have you set before you things social media what i have set the lord always before me people have set tv before them movies before them they forget that what you keep beholding, you eventually become. Let me tell us a mystery. Everything that you keep beholding, you eventually become. 
It is repeated. That mystery is repeated several in the Bible. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Jacob, when he was seven, his uncle, Laban, and in Moses on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, the glory of God rubbed off on him. That is why the psalmist said, I have said the Lord always before me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to just continue because we have just about five minutes to end the podcast. Bible says in Job 1 1, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and that one, and, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Wow, what a man! What a man! What a man! Hallelujah. Now let's get back. The fourth principle, the principle of prayer, confession, and personal sanctification. First Samuel 7 verse 6. So they came together at Mizpah, drew water, and poured it out on the Lord's presence. On that day they fasted there and said, We have sinned against the Lord. Then someone judged the Israelites at Mizpah. Minister Francis's version, ISV says that, Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and you will respond. Here I, here I am. If you do away with the yoke among you, and pointing fingers and malicious talk, the principle of prayer, confession, and personal sanctification. Personal sanctification talks about staying away from the wrong things. A life of separation. A life of separation from everything that defiles, everything that contaminates, everything that leads into sin. Hallelujah. That is one of the things we don't want to, one of the messages we don't want to hear as believers. But Bible says that upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. That one we don't want to hear. We want the deliverance. I want to hear the part that says, and the people of God or the people of Israel shall possess their possessions. But there shall be. Holiness is a precedence or a precedent to the possession of our possessions. Hallelujah. So God is more interested in blessing you with all the blessings that you want, the breakthrough you want, the good relationship that you want, the peaceful and happy marriage or joyful marriage that you want more than you think and more than you want. He is more interested. He is more interested in your deliverance than you even think. The problem is, are you aligning? That is why all our teachings in this podcast or in this ministry, we always precede it with divine alignment because we believe that every time we come here, it is an encounter for God to align our path, to align our feet, to align our ways in tandem, in perfect alignment with His demands and His will for our lives so that we will not miss any step, so that our feet will not slip. Because the steps of a good man must be ordered by the Lord so that he will delight in his ways. I cannot go and bring my own ways and expect God to bless me. I cannot go and, I cannot go and create or give birth to my own babies and, and expect God to bless me or bless the baby. That was the mistake of Abraham. Today many people in the church are giving birth to babies that the father had no hand in. And they are causing him, forcing him to bless and to prosper that baby. But no, not so. Not so. Whatsoever God ordains, whatsoever he gives birth to, we don't need to even coerce him into blessing. He automatically blesses. He automatically showers his grace and his countenance, the light of his countenance upon. Because he had a hand in it. He ordained it. There is no project in our life that God will ordain and not be able to finish. 
Because Bible describes him as author and finisher, beginning and end, first and last. It is impossible. It is just not in his nature. Hallelujah. The principle of prayer and confession and personal sanctification. Sanctification is key. Isaiah 58 verse 9. Somebody help us with that so that we move to the last three principles. Isaiah 58. Please, if you are being blessed, don't forget to follow the podcast. Amen. Follow the podcast and keep liking the show. We have about five, less than five minutes to get out of here. 58 verse 9. He said, Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and you he will respond. Here I am. If you do away with the yoke among you, the pointing of fingers and malicious talk. So, in fasting, you are not only fasting from food and water and the things that give nourishment to the body, but the things that defile, pointing fingers and all of these things, so that we can be heard from God. We, we can be heard by God. Amen. Amen. Because of time, the faith principle, the principle of feeding on the word, the principle of feeding on the word, that is starving from food to feed on the word, starving from food, the food of the flesh to feed on the word. That is what Jesus meant by man shall not live by bread alone. Please, somebody help us with that scripture. It is, it is in Matthew chapter 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, just as bread is for the body, the bread of the flesh is for the body or the flesh, the word of God is also for the spirit. So, in essence, Jesus was saying that, Man shall not nourish and grow his flesh alone, but also mature his spirit with the word of God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So in this principle, as you are fasting from food, the food for the flesh, you, you feed, you feed and you feast on the word of God. Hallelujah. You humble and you afflict your flesh so that you can exalt your spirit. So the written word precedes the spoken word. The written word precedes the spoken word. That is why man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. A word that proceeds from the mouth of God is the spoken word. But it is impossible to know the spoken word without first having a foundation of the written word. Because God will not speak anything different from that which is written. That is why you can always judge every spoken word or every word of prophecy by the written word, the logos. So you don't run into error. Hallelujah. So you end every fast or humbling of the flesh. The end of every fast or humbling of the flesh equips us with a power that provokes even temptation. Do you know that Jesus was tempted when he was coming to an end of his fast. That was when he was tempted by the devil. And the, the key, the solution to that temptation was arming himself with the word. That is why you, the, you cannot afford to sideline the principle of feeding or feasting on the word during fasting. Amen. Now that takes us to our seed principle, our last but one principle, as the Holy Spirit has taught me, the principle of humility. Please, I didn't arrange them in any particular order. I should have taken time to do that. But I didn't arrange them. As and when the Holy Spirit showed or gave me that I just wrote. Psalms 35 verse 13, the principle of humility. 
humility of the soul, the principle of the the principle of humility of the soul and body. The principle of humility of the soul and body, so that the the the, the, the spirit can try can triumph over both of them. The seed principle is the principle of humility of the soul and body. This principle enables the spirit to dominate. Hallelujah. We said that fasting, yes, we said, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting. I already explained why it is necessary to humble the soul because the soul and the flesh, because until they are brought under subjection to the spirit, what happens is that, please don't forget to keep liking the show, amen. They take charge and they subdue, they eclipse the manifestation of the spirit. So as a believer, even though you are a spirit, you have a, a soul and you live in a body, the body or the flesh will take preeminence over your entire life and entire life and instead of you becoming spiritual you become carnal hallelujah so fasting is a part of self-denial and humility one of the main keys of fasting is to humble ourselves before god that is why jesus requires a privacy of not telling men you are humbling yourself before god and not men and then once we are we humble ourselves rightly before god by subduing the flesh god releases grace because humility always attracts grace. He gives more grace to the humble. Hallelujah. When we fast, our primary goal, therefore, should be to humble ourselves before the Lord. Isaiah 58 verse 5. Isaiah 58 verse 5. Now the last principle, because we don't have time. The seventh principle, the principle of self-denial. Hallelujah. The principle of self-denial. And this is where we are going to end on the teachings on the principle. The next time we shall look at fasting, the process. We shall be looking at fasting, the process. The principle of self-denial. This has to do with, the Bible mentions denying ourselves in some areas. I'll just touch on them. Please, I won't teach on them. I won't expound. I will not expound them because we don't have time. We have just one minute to be out of here. The first thing that the Bible mentions is food and water. Exodus 34 verse 28. Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 9. And then, the, the next thing the Bible mentions of denying ourselves with is food. Matthew chapter 9 verse 4. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. Luke 4 verse 1 and 2. So you can deny yourself food and water. That is absolute fast. Or food alone. Partial fast. And then the third item is certain pleasant foods. You can deny yourself of certain pleasant food. Daniel chapter 10 verse 3. That is also a partial, a partial fast or the food fast. Hallelujah. And then the last one, which is the last type of fasting we mentioned the other time, fasting from social media, sex, and the other things, is it is when married persons, for instance, they fast from sex for a time by mutual consent to pray. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 7, verse 4 and 5. First Corinthians 7, verse 4 and 5. God bless us. I love you. We thank God for his word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. The entrance of your word that has given us light and grace today. Empower us to be doers and not hearers only in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. People of God, I'll see you on Monday. We shall continue. 10.30 GMT or UTC. Ghana time. Ghana time. 10.30 GMT. God bless us. I love you. Bye-bye. Hello.